Hello everybody and welcome to the fourth episode of Triathlonology, a podcast by Team Animus. I'm Jackie Saxon. And I'm Oliver Saxon and together we are a mum and son coaching duo uh, who help people get into triathlon and enjoy a multi-sport lifestyle. Yep, So, and we don't talk rubbish, well probably do talk rubbish, but we give you the facts straight. We're Yorkshire people and we believe in straight talk. Sometimes we'll be controversial, but that won't be triathlon if there weren't a bit of controversy. Today, we want to talk about what happens if you've had a break from triathlon, be that because you have had an injury for a a while or perhaps an illness or maybe life and work have just got really busy and you've had to step away from your training and then you're thinking about coming back. And I think the other thing, Oliver, is... uh, if you if you were used to doing triathlon before COVID and you've lost your mojo, I think that's quite a big thing at the minute. So that's quite relevant to us um, as well because, well, well, personally, through COVID, I've had red Fs, which is a metabolical or metabolic illness, and so I've had to more or less have eight or nine months off triathlon to be able to recover and let my body all settle down again before I can start again and it is then hard to get back in and at the same time as that my business has really picked up and gone particularly busy which has had more demand on my time than than before and so my consistency in my training has not been all that great for probably the best part of over a year now really and so I'm now looking to start making be able to put things aside and become more consistent and developing time for me and enforcing personal boundaries etc things that we'll talk about in this episode so that I can get back to it and similarly I was diagnosed with uh, rheumatoid arthritis during Covid and it's taken almost two years to get my medications right so uh, when you're battling pain and inflammation and adverse reactions to drugs it doesn't go well with your training even though you really 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 want to train your body's saying no you can't do it and it's a, it's been a case of listening to my body listening to the doctors and listening to my coach because one thing that he does say is hurry slowly and it's about building consistency and now we're on top of the illness with the drugs that I have to take and I'm feeling much better and I sound much better and I have started training consistently and the results are coming. And you've also had COVID while you've been taking your immune suppressing drugs as well. Oh yeah, that was horrid. I won't wish that on anyone. Certainly wouldn't. Um, that is one thing that I, I have to be really careful of because my immune system is now suppressed because of the of the um, the steroid drugs and um, the biological drugs that I have to take. So I have to be extra careful with who I mix with and uh, what sort of things that I do. Mm. But it's all good, it's all a learning curve and we're getting there. So there isn't really, it's really difficult, I don't sense from personal experience to try and put a figure on, well, how long is it going to take me to get back to where I was before or, you know, how long, what kind of effort am I going to be at? And from so from my personal experience, it takes, I think it's probably going to take six to eight months, probably. Being consistent, doing 80% of the training every week because, you know, 
life's difficult. It's not always easy to manage to get 100% of it, but 80% is fine. Um, so it might take six to eight months to get back to to that point because the body will remember to an extent the the gains that you've had before and it doesn't necessarily lose them or forever anyway. But it, it is a challenge to think, well, when I stopped this, I could do this elite, I could do this easily. But I, I could, you know, riding my bike a lot faster than I am doing now or even just going for a run at a lot easier. An easy run at a steady nine and a half minute mile pace is beyond me at the minute. Um, and that is probably the most frustrating thing about it is that I could knock out runs like that for hours, you know, year in, year out for a long time. Mm-hmm. And now I can, you know, if I get to, well, while we were on holiday recently, I managed to get a 10, 20 mile out running easy. And I thought, oh, crack here, this is going well. And that's still a way off, but you've got almost got to forget what was there and start again with a fresh page and say, okay, this is what what it is now. And every time I get on the treadmill or go for a run or I get on my bike or I go swimming, I'm going to get incrementally better. And the way that I can get incrementally better faster is by being more consistent with my training and keeping it up. And something that I really struggle with, um, with being busy, although I have struggled with, or I'm getting better at doing it, is having personal boundaries with when stuff stops and when stuff starts. So I'm really trying to make sure that I don't start doing any work before half past nine so that it allows me to get up and go swimming and then have my breakfast and be ready to start the day. And then I'm really trying hard to stop working at half past four so that I can come home, do my training, have tea, sit down with my wife and and have a nice evening together rather than you know getting home at half past seven, starving, having to make tea and then that's training gone for the day. But it is tough because we all feel obligations in our lives as to what, competing sense of priorities take place and when and how they do it is difficult and I think having experienced that for ourselves it makes us better coaches because we're able to understand and empathise better with our athletes when they talk about their lives because we've been there Yeah, and, we know, we've walked in their shoes yeah and I think that is it is really important that you have that understanding with your with, with the athletes that you coach that life gets in the way and it's unpredictable. And as coaches, we have to re- react to that. So if you've had, I mean, for example, a couple of weeks back, I was coaching some people swimming and I could see that they were all really, really tense before we started. And I said, have we all had a bad day? And they all, eventually all, all of them said, this had happened, that had happened. So you have to adapt your training session because I can see how it affects them, and you think, oh, I can, I can, I can battle through. I'm tough. Well, there's been tough and there's been daft, and that's being daft because you're not going to get a good session. You need to work with yourself rather than against yourself. So, and I know personally, it, it's really, really hard getting back into it. So we understand that if you're coming from, you know, I used to do this, that, and the other before COVID, or you know, and I've had this wrong with me and that wrong with me. Just start again. Just delete. If you if you wear a watch or you some sort of um, triathlon watch where you record all your stats, delete it. Delete all the stats because it, it's a new page. You need to start again. Each record will be a new record, a new personal record that you that you you set yourself. And I think that is the for me that is the only way that I can I can move forward is because 
I can't go back. I have to go forward. So let's just do it with no expectations and just to enjoy it. Because one thing it has, having this illness has, has taught me that you should enjoy every single day because you don't know what's what's around the corner. And we've all experienced that over the last two, three years. So if you're thinking about getting back into it, drop us a line. I'm happy to have a chat with anybody. Somebody asked me a few weeks ago, Jackie, I really want to get back to doing what I do, and I, but I can't run and I can't do that. I said, well, can you walk? Yeah, so we set ourselves a little target of walking, first of all, just 4,000 steps a day. And every month we'll increase it by a thousand steps because it's doable. You're achieving something. You need to be able to have, everybody needs a little bit of a goal. And that's what we set ourselves and that's what it's, and that's how it's working out for them. So all is not lost. No, it's not. And it's almost a, a reframing that you've got to do of your, of your attitude towards doing it. Why are you doing triathlon? Why have you gone back into the sport that you enjoyed before you had a break? Mm. Who are you doing it for? Because there's only one person you're doing it for, really. That's you. Mm. Well, to, and to say, you know, an example to you, an inspirational example to your children or nephews or nieces. But it is, it is for you. You've got to be happy with what you are doing and how you are doing it and the terms of reference. So it's not good to compare yourself to the past because it, it's not relevant to now. Things, circumstances have changed, and you've just got to accept this is a new reality and, and start start a new page. Mm. One of the things that we have done, though, to try and give ourselves little time, mini targets to aim for, is to um, enter a number of or enter a couple of events so that it gives us something to work towards. And I think that personally is going to be a challenge, certainly for me, because I know that I'll feel I will be tempted to feel frustrated at the finish line or during it because I won't be as good as I was before but what I have to remember and think about is that well at least I'm doing it and I this is the process that I'm going to go through to get me to where I want to be and this is just a staging post along the way mm. so we've entered Barcelona 10k on New Year's Eve which we've done oh crikey have we done it for the last well, we've done it at least 10 years, haven't we? I say we've done it 10 times, I would have thought. 10 times. Mm. Um, we haven't been the last couple of years because of COVID. No, COVID restrictions. And then last year I was on honeymoon and then had COVID. So over New Year. So I couldn't have gone then anyway. But I'm really looking forward to to going back. It's a, it's a really lovely course. You yeah. set off at half past five in the evening just as the sun's going down yep then running along the seafront as the sun's setting and then you turn into town and as you turn back into town towards Avenida Diagonal there's the map free building that's all lit up in different colours as well it's really really well supported as well there's lots of I mean you can't understand what they're saying because I don't speak Spanish but everybody's cheering it's a really good fun people dressed up in fancy dress because it's a national thing, Cursor de Nassos, and people wear these big nose things and because it's before Father Christmas comes, I think is. Yeah, it is. Yes, yes. So 31st of, of December, I think, is St. Sebastian's Day, and he's the patron saint of runners. Mm. So blame him next time you don't do very well in a race <laughs> uh, or asking for some help before, right? <laughs> so 
it's a, and it's interesting because we really like that event and we've done it at Paul Cracky for yeah there must be ten events we've done now mm. doing it but it'd been in twenty twelve we did the first one no it was before that because it we started running it might have been twenty twenty eleven twenty ten yeah maybe twenty ten twenty eleven yeah and when we did it I mean it is a proper bootstrap event well it's not a bootstrap event because it's well supported there's hydration on the course there's a nice start and finish article but. The registration takes place in um, a leisure centre. In a leisure centre gym, which is completely unassuming. But when you go in it, you realise that they had the Olympic table tennis in there in 1992, which is nice. Mm-hmm. The people there are really friendly, and certainly the crowds on the course have got bigger over the years. Yes, they definitely have, and they've got more encouraging over the years. Yeah, because. Um, I remember when we first started doing it, which is not that. I mean, it's been going a long time, but it was probably before running really started to to take off for people. Um, you know, there were people running across the course in front of you and all sorts of stuff. And, you know, not many people, there were some of the bits were a bit soulless where there weren't anybody there, but that was pretty much people all the way around. Mm. It's a and really, really good, really good event. They allegedly have a light show at the finish. But we've never seen it. I mean, I've never seen it. I don't know whether it is a light show or not. You get a really good long sleeve t-shirt. You do, yeah, you do get a nice long sleeve t-shirt. Yeah, that uh, you, it's, and it's obviously it's bright coloured, so you can wear it afterwards when doing your long runs out in the UK on dark mornings or dark nights. And, and it's really inexpensive to run. Yeah. So it costs thirteen euros to enter, but you have to if you're not from Barcelona and you're not taking part in the other events that they have around the city that year, you have to buy a, a chip, and that costs five euros. So it's. Less than 20 euros. Less than 20 euros to enter a 10k race in a big city. And I don't think you can really sniff at that. And it sets us up for New Year's Eve, which is my birthday, by the way. And we always go to a particular bar. We can't wait to see whether we're hoping and and fingers crossed that the guys are still there because we don't know. Obviously, we've not been to Barcelona since 2019 and we don't know whether the bar has, has managed to survive COVID because... Lots of lots of, of businesses haven't, and the makers really really welcome, you know. And we have mountains and mountains of food, which you think, well, I'm just running a ten k, why not? And it is really really friendly. It's a friendly city, and it's lovely. We I'd highly recommend it as a race. Yeah, hundred percent. And it's becoming more and more popular, and they occasionally do get celebrity athletes to take part. I think one year Alberto Contador won it, but less said about that, the better. <laughs> um, and Don't some Barcelona footballers do it? No, because they have, well, it depends. Sometimes they do. But they've had some Barcelona footballers enter it before, but it depends when the league finishes for for their like winter break, because sometimes Catalonia play against um, in a friendly, but I think that's probably stopped since they arrested everybody, or the political leadership of Catalonia anyway. So I'm particularly looking forward to that. And then, so that is, that'll just be like a benchmark really to say, well, we've done it yeah. and we've got the miles and those legs. And then the next thing to look forward to is North Lincolnshire 10K, which is in March. Because that's a, a prelude to our probably A race really for, do you think it might be A race or? No. Not, I mean, for, for running, not for I triathlon. Don't I don't know. We're doing the London Landmarks Half Marathon on the 2nd of April. So the 10K will work really well for 
fitting us into that, which I'm really looking forward to. The North Lincolnshire 10K, I've not done this event before, but I've done the North Links Marathon. Oh, no, I'll tell you, actually, because... You have done this one. I have done this before because it used to be called the Run Your Heart Out 10K uh, for Heart Foundation, but they've amalgamated it with the North Links Half, which used to be in May, which I've also done. Um, but because, the, obviously, events and costs are going through the roof for event organisers, They've decided to combine both their events in one and, and minimise their costs. So that'll now be in March. So rather than in February and May. But the 10 is, you know, it's a fast, fast flat course. It's only, the only problem's going to be if it's windy in March. Yeah, I'm going to say, as only problem will be wind. If it's a wind down the Trent Bank or... Um, There's always a wind going to be any wind bank. on the way in. But, you know, it's a nice old... The nice little events local to where we are, supporting local people, putting on their events so that they make sure that they happen. Yeah. And it gives us another little milestone to tick off before as we do the London Landmarks half marathon. And then we go to Portugal, Portugal for our uh, training retreat with our athletes a few weeks later. And I think that means that we'll miss the London Marathon show for the second time. I know. That is really and gutting because we love London Marathon show. Mm. Not that we've ever done London Marathon, but we just like going around exhibition. And because we've been going to the London Marathon show for so long, we know quite a lot of the exhibitors and yep. get to chat to them, but hopefully we'll be able to catch up with them at the running show in January. In January, yeah. So that's a lot of rambling I think we've done there, Oliver. Yeah, but I suppose what we're trying to set out is that things happen to you in life that you can't control illness, injury, work stresses and life stresses getting in the way. And then if you want to come back, accepting where you are, making sure that you set a new terms of reference and that you have little goals to tick off on the yeah. way so that it don't feel like... Because if you were, for me, if I had said, oh, well, I'm going to do sundown now, it's not called sundown now, but whatever it's called, in September next year, because that's going to give me more or less a year to train for that. It just seems so far away for me as an event that it's not motivating or motivational mm. whereas having stepping stones across the way helps you have something to aim for keeps you on track but also gives you a little focus yeah and a better barometer of your progress because mm. you'll be able to manage or measure one against the other so that's really what we're talking about now or what we've talked about today is to make sure that anybody can do trifle if you're starting from scratch it's the same principles apply but if you have been away from triathlon for sometime then it, you know you can come back lots of people do i mean you'll see it in age group racing people disappear in the 30s when they have children and then come back in the 40s when they're a bit older and they can train a bit more and um, it happens it's perfectly possible to do and you can enjoy it again yeah because we all do to drive on to enjoy it and that's what it's all about yeah none of us are going to the olympics no we're not going to olympics not my age me neither so thank you very much for listening and we will see you next time Bye. See you then.